0: Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com.
1: Tonight it's exciting, we have everybody back. We got Brett here, we got Bianca here, and Jason and Suzanne's here. We didn't let Bodie come in and sit in the house with us. He would have probably enjoyed that hanging out with us, ate a little dinner with us. Jody cooked salmon and steak tonight and baked potatoes, so that was pretty fun. And then uh, we just need some questions tonight. Last week it got pretty boring. Won't be as bad night because I'm gonna throw somebody under the bus. So, last two weeks I was really nice because it's Jody and I and I was being good. So, Jason, you got anybody you want me to throw under the bus? We can come up with something.
2: Uh, I think Suzanne says she had a couple of questions for you tonight.
1: <laughs> She'll come up with some, I'm sure. The fun thing is for me now is watching Suzanne get better and better every day with training dogs and. Uh, For the comedy this week, kind of, this week. uh, Somebody came in and wanted to do their lesson last night, and they wanted to know where Jocelyn was because they thought she was doing her lesson. So that was pretty fun. Were you all over there picking on one another?
2: No, seeing if uh, any questions were coming in. (laughs) Michael Poole's here. He says,
1: hey, boss. Hey, Mike. How you doing, man?
2: Michael
3: Poole.
1: Hey, Mike. I got a, a log that somebody brought me. It's a cedar, but I wanted to try to get a picture, and I forgot to send to you so you can tell me which I think, I don't know, is is there a white cedar, Mike? This one's got a totally different bark than the bark I'm used to, so. I milled one log for Sabine, there's two or three more out here, I gotta mill. And I need some cedar logs, Mike, if you got any laying around. So, uh, I think one of our topics tonight is people in denial of their problems with their dogs. We get people that come here and they only have one problem, they say. My dog jumps on me, and if I could get that to stop, I'd be happy. And there's not always one dog, a dog that jumps on you. It's a matter of why they're jumping on you. Most of time it's because you're playing with them and loving them and petting on them and getting them all wound up, and then you want to stop, and they don't. And that's when it starts as a puppy. And then you just keep adding to it by... A lot of people just tell them, no, don't get down, quit, don't jump on me. And Brett, is our videos up right with all of our commands and what they mean?
0: Uh, We have the first video, so the first
3: command, which is at, that's up.
1: So the whole thing ain't up as one.
3: The whole video will go to YouTube, but it's not. Oh well. Oh
1: cool. So we did a video uh, here recently. I think Bianca and I and. I don't remember if Suzanne was was there. there.
3: Yeah, she just hit.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right, we were. (laughs)
3: Out
1: of the screen. (laughs) Out of the screen. (laughs) So we, uh, we did a video on the different commands we use. And I think sometimes that's what makes life easier for people is if they just chill out and not be like, get down, don't jump on me, and get off of me, and just say no and teach a dog what no means. It makes a lot of difference. And it works for kids too sometimes, not always. Don't work for wives. Just forget that. Just go <laughs> skip that part of it and go on. <clears throat> so, uh, Bianca. Yes. You said you had a bunch of questions or something.
3: I have one topic. You're, you're ready already? I'm ready. Okay. One topic is, and this happens a lot, where customers will get a submission form that says what they want to fix with their dog. Some people will write two pages, and then most people will write. It's really just this one or two things I want to fix, and it's hard because I think everyone, if you don't know any better, comes in thinking that you can, we called it spot train, where Suzanne and I were talking about all my dog does is jumps on me, or all my dog does is barks at the FedEx driver, but usually within 15 minutes of meeting the dog and the owner, we see that there's a lot of underlying
1: you know for me i think 95 percent of the time when people show up it's always the same Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter like if everybody's dog would send in a little form on what's wrong (laughs) with mom and dad right right it would be the same they spoil the crap out of me
3: yes
1: they feed me lots of treats and they let me sleep on the bed and they let me sleep on the couch and they sit around and talk to me all the time whether I'm good or bad. Yes. And if I'm really bad, then they raise their voice and we get really <laughs> excited and then we get a jump and run more.
3: Yeah.
1: And then if when they try to catch me, we just really get to tear the house up because I yeah. run really fast. And they, all kinds of different words I've never heard before, but I think Marvin <laughs> said it was profanity when they're chasing me through the house. <clears throat> and then they catch me in the bathroom and shut the door and then they come in there and they have a talk with me. And we go out of the bathroom and they put me in this little cage and then they let me settle down for a while and then they turn me out. And they think I'm going to be good, but I'm really wound up now because I've been in my cage, taking a break, and I'm ready to go again. Yeah, That's what dogs would say. And all of them pretty much say the same thing.
3: <clears throat> so yeah,
1: the people come here. And the funny thing is, for me, is here a while back we had someone came in with a dog. I won't mention names because I don't remember the name, but they're like, you know, <clears throat> this dog is I don't know my first dog I got was really kind of bad and then whenever I got another dog it was kind of bad and now I have a third dog and it's kind of bad and they're like I'm wondering if it's me <laughs> yeah I'm like, being that you mentioned it yeah maybe so <laughs> you know you didn't just get three bad dogs yeah three dogs got one bad owner yeah and so for me it's funny and how how you can spoil dogs I have two prime examples set here, Bianca and Suzanne's hiding over in the corner. And it's easy to spoil dogs. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's so easy to spoil yeah. dogs. And, and me, I always, now, if you take Bear, Roxy, and Mari, we won't count Callie, cause she's a turd, but, Bear, Roxy, and Mari, are they spoiled? No. But do you say they're spoiled? Mm-mm. So me, I say they're spoiled because Barry goes up to everybody and sits down and they always pet him. <laughs> they always tell him how sweet he is, and how nice he is, and how polite he is. And like Roxy tonight, people thinks it's funny because she's trying to steal your banana off of your pup, yep. you know? And they both get petted. They get a lot of attention, really. I mean, they get griped at a lot too, but they get a lot of attention. Yeah. And so for me, I feel that if anything, they're spoiled in a great way. Because they get to go out how many times a day? Eight, 10, 15 times a day. They get to go out and play in the field
3: and run around. And come to lessons and yeah. meet new people every day and meet yeah, new they dogs. Meet. So yeah. for me, I
1: say all three of those dogs are really spoiled. Right. <clears throat> but they just have never been spoiled before the foundation of training was put on them.
3: They're not spoiled rotten. Well,
1: bear may be questionable.
3: <laughs> but
1: they was never spoiled before they got a foundation training on them. Right. And yeah. you know me, I talked a lot about this. Like my kids, Jason and Laura, if when they were sixteen, if I would have bought both of them brand new trucks, they would have took care of them and really appreciated that. Where some kids at sixteen years old, if you bought them a new, well, most kids would want a Porsche or something, but they would tear it up and then they'd be mad because you didn't keep fixing it. Right. And I think our dogs are the same way. We spoil our dogs rotten, and then our dogs get aggravated because we start using all kinds of wild, crazy, screaming, hollering words whenever they're not being good. And we don't understand why they're not being good because we just told them we wanted to quit jumping on me and get off the couch and don't get on the couch no more or whatever. And then if you look at the dog side, which I always do, I tell people all the time, I defend the dog, not the owner. And the dogs have a hard time. It's just like people, I tell people all the time, do this And they don't, like the other day in class of nine. What was it, seven people went the wrong way. I mean, seven people went the wrong way. And it was like the same thing in Newburgh. I mean, you could do it, do it, do it. And the fun thing in Newburgh one day was I had everybody put their dog on the curb, and they stand on the sidewalk. And the first person did it wrong, and everybody (laughs) else followed that person. And then two of them even told me, they said, we didn't think that's what you said. It's like, then why did you follow
3: that person? Why did you not do what I said? <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. But yeah, we want to tell the dog to do something, and we get aggravated because the dog don't listen.
3: And they don't understand what you yeah. are saying. Yeah.
1: And they don't understand us anyway most of the time.
3: And a lot of times people will have one problem like jumping that we can teach them how to fix, but we see that the dog needs a lot more help than that.
1: Yeah, and like, like yesterday Dave, before we done a lesson and they talk talking about dog jumping. And then she's like, well, yeah, but I don't always catch him. And I don't remember what all this stuff. Oh, he jumps all over the furniture and won't stay off the furniture. And you know, the list goes on and on and on.
3: Yeah,
1: and normally from the time we start a lesson till we get done with like you said, there's 15 more problems been added. Yeah, once we start thinking about it,
3: yeah.
1: And then the other day, we had a couple that threw one another under the bus and it was moving. It's pretty, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty hysterical. A lot of yeah, because one of them, the them started talking about the other one's dog, and then man, <laughs> the other one just cut loose. And so, it's really funny when you hear. Everybody's trying to be conservative and not saying nothing's really wrong with their dog. And then man, once one of them opens up on the other one, it's game on. So it was really funny watching them and listening to them. And then I just stop and wait till they're done. <laughs> Hope we got it on video so we'll laugh at it later. But it is really hard to for some people to admit their dog has a problem.
3: Mm-hmm. Or that they do.
1: <clears throat> for me, if you admit your dog has a problem, you just admitted you have a problem because you're the one that created it.
3: But uh, there are a lot of times where, like, for example, uh, someone will come in and, and they're convinced in their mind that they have the rotten one in the litter. Yes, they do. It's not them. It's They got the one bad dog, and it's harder than any other dog yeah. they've had, and they they can't see that it's things they've done to encourage it to... Act
1: that way, and you see it all the time when we do a <coughs> lesson, especially a meet and greet consultation in Round Pen. Somebody will bring a dog in, and it's just like, like the little pit bull tonight, it was just being a little turd. And mm-hmm. I got a leash on him, and within two minutes, he was sitting by my foot. Yeah, like really,
3: yeah,
1: I'm like yeah, because I didn't drag him around, I just give yeah. him options. And he's like, you know, I think I'll just sit here and think about a minute, yeah. and that's all you ask of him. But I never talked to him, I actually yeah. didn't even learn his name till afterwards, yeah, but. I think the majority of the time people want to try to make their dogs do something that their dogs don't understand.
3: And at the clinic we had one person that said that their dog was really nervous about everything and at the beginning of the clinic that dog's tail was tucked all the way under between its legs and you put the collar on it and started to have it work rather than be down on the ground cuddling it and petting it and telling it everything was okay and that dog's tail literally came right out yes when you were using a pinch collar on it because it was like oh i understand what he's asking yeah and just walk. relief walk. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> all i want you to do is walk <laughs> and it is <clears throat> for me when you get <clears throat> excuse me you get people that try to communicate with their dog with a tight leash and it don't matter what you have <clears throat> Yeah, the day we were, I don't know, me and somebody was in a pretty decent discussion about a a halter versus a pinch collar versus a gentle pull. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this, I think, today, too, with Mm -hmm. someone.
3: Yep, in
1: town. There is a lot of difference in them. For me, I feel that a gentle lead is you put a half hitch thing on her nose and pull her nose around when they're not being good. And I think it's a gimmick, I don't think it's, it's like putting a band-aid on a, salve, a sore and never putting salve on it. It just doesn't do no good. It just mm-hmm. festers up and one day it blows up. And me with a harness, I think they're a really good tool for securing your dog in a vehicle or pulling you on roller or roller skate. Or mm-hmm. if you're going up a hill, harness is really good, your dog can help you up the hill. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still, you're not, I don't feel you're training your dog. And that's mm-hmm. for me, what we like to do. We like to teach dogs. and train them, teach things, and then try to get the owners on board with the, with the program. And the majority of the time, you know, it helps us a lot cause somebody can come here. And now we can, the other day people came in and we had their dog out with like 15 dogs and when they couldn't even have it around one dog three mm-hmm. weeks ago, and they couldn't believe the difference with their dog, you know, and I think it's because we put them out with good dogs to start with and then just keep building on it. The little Rocky dog, he wanted to eat Roxy. Well, he did get a hold of her and pull some hair out of her the other day. And then me and you put him in yesterday. Yeah. And he just wanted to whip every dog in around him, but by the time he was done, he was pretty cool. We finally got him off leash and he got to run around with some dogs and he never did go play with them, but he wanted to try to, but he just didn't know sure how to do it.
2: So so wouldn't you say that it should be the same for everybody that shows up here then that you want your dog to be a good dog. You're going to have to be good yourself, and that's going to take some foundation.
1: It does, and, and we always tell them that. So,
2: you, you know, like, board and train is almost necessary, right? I mean...
1: depends on the dogs. You know, we get a lot that isn't necessary because they don't have that big issue, and they're dedicated, though.
2: Yeah. So the people yeah. or the dog? The, oh, the, the people. Okay, because I was going to yeah. say, because pulling the dog away for board and train is also pulling the dog away from the owner which gives them time to figure out and then come in like we did and sit there and be told "Ah," on our end you know like (laughs) you're doing it wrong and and you need that feedback right okay what am I doing wrong how do I help the dog to understand what I'm trying to say build that foundation so that after when you leave here then as long as you're committed, yeah,
1: and I tell people guide. that all the time. You know, you're either in to win or you're wasting your money. Yeah, yeah. But for me, normally with people that come here within ten to fifteen minutes after I meet them, I already know whether they need to do board and train or they can do it themselves.
2: Yeah. So you didn't think we could do it ourselves, however? Huh, <laughs> Try not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just tried Nelly and Rogue's uh, owners here. Yes, and I told them they can but, totally do lessons. And they worked so hard, and they t- did their homework every day. Yeah,
1: they do. And yeah. their dogs
2: are doing But very- it's
1: different. But for me, you, just like those people, how, what made them different than
2: you two? I think that they knew. Well, I'm, that, I'm not saying I wouldn't have. <laughs> I would have been successful. I, 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 I needed my dog to go through that. And I needed to come out here and do it because I didn't have, I don't have the time to be committed to that on a full on a daily basis. And that's
1: exactly what I tell people constantly. Yeah. You know, you don't have the time. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard and it's hard for people to understand because the majority of the time the people were like, you know, I just don't have the time. I'm like, you know, that might be the problem. Yeah. yeah. You don't have the time, so all you yeah. do is cuddle with your dog when you yeah. have your dog. Yeah. Or get and mad because yes. they're not listening to And can, holler. And yeah. Just, yeah. But then five minutes later, you're hugging on your dog, telling them how cool they are. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> she is. There she is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and it makes it really hard for a dog because of the fact that it's just like, through them, they can't win.
2: Yeah.
1: Because one minute you're their buddy, everything's great, and What's the next it? minute you're just like, <laughs> aggravated. Yeah. And Bianca, she was going to do it herself when she came with Scout. I was determined. Yeah. She was not quitting. And I never encouraged you to board and train.
3: No, I showed up in the driveway crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, no, keep on. Just keep on. I'll help you,
1: whatever you want to do, because yeah. she had an attitude. And there wasn't no need arguing with her. And she finally figured out that it just wasn't working. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I'm glad and lucky that she did come here because now she works for us and she does a great job. But still, it's hard. It's hard to tell a person that you need to get away from your dog
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and chill for a while and let us get your dog started. Yeah. Yeah. And we send videos of dogs to people. If they have a really bad problem dog, we'll send them videos sometimes before they come back just so they can see their dog can be kind of normal.
2: It's like learning how to do anything. Anything. Uh, you know, I could watch a video on something and maybe try and do it, but I... Uh, then I don't get feedback. I don't get somebody right. saying, uh, you are got to tweak that just a little bit, or if you do it this way, you're going to find you're going to get better results. I'm just listening to myself. I'm like, oh, I'm getting a little bit better. you know. So I feel like being in front of you and, and, and hearing that feedback and continuing to learn from it is almost necessary, right? But
1: I mean, see, like with you, extent. you... Suzanne, Bianca, I mean, all of you were determined to succeed. Mm -hmm. You just, the two of you wanted help to start with. She didn't want help, she just wanted instructions. And then she figured out she needed help and she was all in. Once she decided that this is what I need to do, she was in it and we won, you know. But a lot of people won't do it. They're just like, no, they're just too stubborn. They're like, I've done this and I'm gonna fix it. Like Kay, for instance, with uh, Quinn. She's like, nope, I created this and I'm gonna fix it. I just want help. And but she was here four, five, six days a week.
3: Right.
1: Doing lessons with me and Quinn with a Muslim when she started. And she won because she just she had the time, which most people don't, and she had the patience.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah. it was fun for me. But most of us don't have that. Like me, all the time people ask me why I don't fix this on my truck or my trailer when I can. Like, <clears throat> I'd rather train your dog and pay somebody else. I don't want to work on it and be cussing it and getting all greasy and busting my knuckles and shit and maybe it don't fix get fixed anyway. Why not just train a dog? I love doing that, so mm-hmm. it makes a lot of difference. But it is, it's hard for people sometimes to accept. I don't know if you want to call it failure, not winning, whatever you want to call it, with their puppy. You know, they're like they raise this pretty little puppy and it's six months old and it's biting and chewing on them and running off and won't come to them and. Mm-hmm jumping on them and your friends don't want to come over because your dog's a turd, you know? And then you're like, you just don't want to give up. And then you come here to me and you get an attitude because I try to tell you the truth, but yet I gotta be nice because I'll try to be nice anyway. But I don't want to offend people, you know, because that's not what we do. But sometimes the truth really hurts and sometimes people won't accept nothing but the truth. You can't just be like really nice. Sometimes you just had to say, you know what? You screwed your damn dog up, mm-hmm. and if you want me to help you, I'll be glad to help you, but you gotta admit it first.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If you can't admit it, then it's really hard to fix it. Yeah. And there's no shame in screwing up a dog. No. Yeah. It's very easy to do. I mean, there's millions of people who do it every day. We've done it several
2: times. Yeah,
1: you know, a lot me of people too. have.
2: <laughs> and I never
1: owned a dog like I did once I moved to Oregon. I never had a trained dog like this. Never owned a lot of dogs anyway, probably five or 10 or whatever, but I, uh, well, maybe 20, I don't know, but I never had a dog like this. And then one day I was talking to a bunch of people and this guy tried to throw me under a moving bus by saying, well, you remember your first dog you trained, it probably wasn't that good either. I'm like, as a matter of fact, it was. And, but it was because, and I, all I had was a book and but I was determined, I took an eight week old lab puppy and I could do anything with it. If I could blind retrieve with it, I mean, it would swim in the Willamette River, come back, whistles, everything, hand signals, whatever I want to do with it. I don't know, maybe I got the right pup by the litter. I don't know, I got a super smart pup, but between me and it. But every time I feel that I trained with that puppy, I was consistent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tried to do what I call perfect, which perfect to me is not the same as other people, but. In my world, I was perfect. But the dog didn't sleep in my lap. He didn't lay on the couch with me. He stayed in the backyard. If I was in the house, he was in the house with me, but he'd be laying on his little rug or whatever. He wouldn't be up on the couch. <clears throat> and I took that dog all over town. Everybody petted him. I mean, he loved everybody, he loved dogs, but why did he turn out so good? I think one thing is I treated him like a dog and he wasn't my lap dog and he didn't, I don't even think I petty him treats either, but he he was just a cool puppy like your daughter now now Tilly. hmm She's gonna be kick ass cool.
3: Yeah, she's coming along really nice. But
1: it's because of the determination and you knowing what you did the first time. Yeah. And but a lot of people don't. They'll do it three or four times and still think they got a bad pup out of litter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's gotta be I don't know, Brad. Are we on live? Is there any questions? Uh, you have
0: one question from Mike. Jeez, and he says it's not quite a training question, but it's still a question. So this is not necessarily about training, but you can talk briefly about dew claw removal. Are you for it, against it? Should breeders have them removed after birth?
1: You know, I'm always for dew claw removal. I've never done it, uh, but it's it's a safety thing. And when you when they're barn, you can do it, and there's nothing to it. I mean, I won't even say how I've been told to do it, because I've never done it, but uh, I feel that the safety of the dog, the vet bills, a lot of times, because if they rip a new cloth, it's bad news. It is, yeah. And there's nothing yeah. to removing new cloth yeah. from the pups. So yeah, I would say do it.
3: Yeah. Did we do Roxas? <laughs> I th- Did you do chilies? She didn't ha- Or uh, the breeder must have. Oh, they might have. Yeah, yeah. I think the breeder...
0: Because
1: must there's be nothing good. to it when they're born.
0: Yeah. So... Kay says Callie isn't deterred turd from
1: your conversation
0: earlier. She said yes. The others
1: are spoiled. <laughs> you know Callie is awesome. I she mean, is she's really cool. Getting better yeah. every day. Yeah. I mean she just keeps getting better. Uh, the fun thing with her is she like Roxy. Remember when Roxy didn't accept a dog not liking her? Yes. Callie's that way. And Roxy now is like, I don't care if you like me or not. <laughs> <laughs> and Callie's not there yet. She still wants the dog to like her, whether they do or not. So it's free fun. So uh, <clears throat> we're going to find some old questions.
3: And I want to add one more thing, too, because we were jogging down memory lane when we brought Scout and Lucky here before we did our lessons and I would go home and I would do exactly what you had taught me and I could like- No, you would
1: do exactly what you thought I taught you.
3: No, I'm talking about like the barrel work, things like that. I could get that down. That was like, cool, Marvin told me what to do. It was super easy for my dog to understand. It was easy to make it happen. But when he'd get in an argument, then I'd be like, I don't know what to do now. (laughs) Or if the argument was different the next day, now, I still don't know what to do, and it was the best thing for my dog to drop tray. it off for yes. three weeks. To where get it away from you. I, until I put him through it, I didn't know how great it would be for him to uh, be allowed a reset and get away from me, who was confusing him and stressing him out, and... Causing him to dogfight.
1: Yes, and that's one of my things I have here, one of my notes from last week, week before last. People are always asking about it, but I don't feel it's fair. I shouldn't say it isn't fair. It's just something I would never do. I would never have a dog that I've got to lock away from people because it don't fit my program, and it never has fit my program. Even cow catching, I couldn't have a dog that would want to bite someone. Right. Now— People who knew me that I would go catch cows for sometimes quite often if they got out, which they did, they knew when I got there to leave my dogs alone. Right. We were there to do a job. I'd get my dogs one or five or whatever, I got out of the truck and they waited till I got my horse out of the trailer and then we all went off and gathered cows or whatever. Uh, but it's just hard for people to understand sometimes that if I, like you with Tilly, I don't fool with Tilly. I mean, I probably touched her today more than I've touched her at all, and I think I've had her twice. Yeah. But I leave her alone because she's your dog, and I don't want her to be my dog. Right. Now, when she tried to mouth on me here a while back, I cracked her pretty hard, and I don't think she put teeth on nobody since. Nope. She's like, oh, shit, this is not a thing to be doing.
3: Yeah.
1: And she just quit. <clears throat> but it's, it's not the same as if, for me, like if you had Tilly out and Jason come over to pet her and she mouthed on him, I'm nine 99 percent sure he would not have corrected her the way I did, if he even corrected her.
3: right?
1: Most time people won't correct your dog because it's not the other person's place mm-hmm. to correct your dog. Right. But she got to hold of my finger and pissed me off, so I just corrected it and yeah. it was done. But. I feel it's different because I train dogs every day, you know, Right. and me, if I'm out walking my, even a client's dog, you know, we don't let a client's dog jump on them when they come back for a first lesson at the boarding train. Right. And we don't let, we don't like for that person to correct their dog because the first thing, oh, no, no, get down. And that's like, that's not the words we right. taught them, mm-hmm. you know, we taught them, no, that yeah. I means you can't do it. And. The dogs that come in for me, because ah, you can't do that, it's wrong. Then
3: mm-hmm.
1: good, you're right. And the majority of the times, that'll fix most of your problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Believe it or not, with a dog, if you just learn to, for me, you bite them with a collar, or a little slip rope, or whatever you might have. But I don't think a harness would do it as well. I don't know that a gentle lead would do it as well. I've never used a gentle lead, uh, but. For me, when I go back to these puppies when they're a baby, their mom would get them by the neck and bite on them a little bit and growl at them when they're being bad. And then when yeah. they behave, she would quit and lick on them, And they're good. I feel we do the same thing. Only we don't lick on them. We just tell them they're good. They learn a the word is good. And that's what they want to try to do is be good. And, <clears throat> oh, man, y'all get some lemon pie. <clears throat> so for me, it's just amazing how much time and effort people put into training a dog whenever they change the words constantly never letting your dogs be free i think that's one of the huge things for people as our dogs are always locked up. John, you're going to make me eat on <laughs> yep. Facebook.
2: That's for P.M.K. <sighs> that's,
3: that's frozen. No. Well, that's two for me. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to take mine.
1: <clears throat> but it is really hard for people to understand the difference. Let me take my mic. <clears throat> Yours is on. This one's dead, so I'm going to swap mine. Oh, okay. okay. Yep.
3: Thank you. We have a volume. Okay. Linda with uh, Watson and Izzy says, thanks for taking such good care of Watson and Izzy. The training has made such a difference and we really enjoyed the process.
2: How's Linda's foot? or ankle? Yeah, how's your
3: foot, Linda? What happened to her foot?
2: She took a spill on the ice the other day and... Oh.
3: Yeah. I remember yeah, we'd like to know how you're doing <laughs> And then Samantha Rib says Looking forward to dropping off My crazy dog off on Monday to the For the start of board train
2: Is it good? I can't remember I what kind of dog that, that
3: was it's, I think it's like a little shit tzu like mix I
2: have to pull away Because it's going to be gone And
3: everybody's
2: just getting <laughs> <started. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good night
3: bro. That's frozen lemonade pie
1: But it is fun for me to see the people who take your dogs home. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, we've got friendships from ever. I mean, from when I started it, even my cow dog. One of my best buddies was Scott in Montana. I met him like 18 years ago, maybe now or so, through cow dogs and we're still buddies. I've been over elk hunting and cowboying with him and stuff and bought and sold dogs back and forth with him and horses. And so a lot of the people here, we tell them, well, we tell everybody that Once they've been here for training, they're always welcome to contact us if they need help.
3: And that's one thing I feel like it is really hard sometimes at the first lesson because we're telling them that their dog, they think, has just one or two problems, has got a lot of problems, including the owners. But by the end, a lot of those people are like family. They are. And really enjoy coming up for their lessons. And
1: And set your dogs free stuff.
3: Yeah.
1: It's a lot of fun to see the people change. And the dogs really thank us, too. We get cards and shit from dogs all the time saying thanks for fixing mom and dad. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) We've had um, two labs prior to Bodie. And uh, both of them were beautiful, good labs that were very bad. Right? I mean, their nature (laughs) nature was good, right? They had good demeanor, but they were bad. And our, our chocolate lab was just horrible and i hated <laughs> that dog so much it, but but what's more frustrating is we both realized that it was we completely blew it with them and that it was our fault that True. we did not like them yeah yeah because they were so bad because we never properly trained them and you know we I, i'm just here as a sounding board i think right now but i you know just to say that you know by coming up here and having Bodhi go through board and train, our our re- relationship and dynamic in the house is so much better. But it also is frustrating to know that it would have taken three weeks of our lives <laughs> when he was to like, solve years <clears throat> of pain, <throat> years, years of
1: in the right place, <throat> though you know. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I don't disc any trainers on the Internet or in person, you know everybody is what they are, and I'm not the best by no means, but I feel that people get frustrated because they take their dog to a trainer and they don't get what they expected to get. <clears throat> but I feel majority of the time, not all the time, but a lot of times it's, I feel because the people didn't get the information they needed. <clears throat> fixing dogs is pretty easy but people's hard I mean like the other day we were talking about the clinic we done in class tonight. we have what six or eight people there and six or eight dogs and when you get there for me it's always fun I mean it's just a rush to get there and see what kind of dogs you have coming in and how bad they are and how good they are some people it would be really stressful but me I crave it I love it I mean just because it's a lot of fun and the the little German Shepherd pup, when we first started, I don't know if there was doubt in your mind or Suzanne's mind, but I said by the time we were done, I would have that dog walking by my leg on loose leash, mm-hmm. and he never broke. He never gave to me the first hour or two. No, he didn't. <clears throat> and for me, I'm like, how many people are doubting that I'm going to pull this off by the end of the day? And did did you think I was going to accomplish it? I don't know. Did you? No. Oh, yeah. Well, cool. I. Uh, because I'm sure there's people there that thought it was never going to happen because that dog was a little bit honry, But by the end of the oh, day, wow. he walked a loose leash, and yeah. I even laid the leash on his back. He stayed yeah. right by my leg, he had his head wrapped right around my leg. Like people feed a lot of treats to get a dog to do that. Yeah. And I didn't feed any. But that little pup was tickled down, and the yeah. owner was too. Yeah. I mean, he was a super nice pup. But <clears throat> if and it would have been somebody that would have been lacking in confidence, I don't think they'd ever pulled it off because he just wouldn't give, wouldn't give, wouldn't give. He just determined to be a turd when he left like he was when he got there. Yeah. But me, I knew I had confidence. And, I mean, now I would have been pissed if I would have left there. (laughs) I wouldn't have won. (laughs) Because for me, I would not have been mad at the dog. I would have been mad at myself because what did I do wrong? Right, right. Because I've done it a million times, and there's no reason that it would not work. Yeah. But if it didn't work, it's like, what mistakes Mm -hmm. did I make? right. And a lot of times it's that way with people, you know. Some people think so I'm a prick, you know, which I don't deny. probably have been and probably will be again. But I think sometimes the truth hurts,
3: mm-hmm. you
1: know. And it's like I said earlier, sometimes people just won't listen to you. Mm-hmm. Like that Linda lady, that little kid, that <laughs> was arguing with her. When people do it, they'll stand there and argue with me. Suzanne's seen them. I seen her kick a barrel in a round pin one day just to break people's concentration. <laughs> she thought the dog was going to eat the guy, and, <laughs> and it just all went bad. And she was just, and it was a month or two ago, and she just wanted to try to figure out how to help. And she, you literally, right? I did. She kicked the barrel just to try to break it up, <clears throat> and it didn't work. <laughs> but it is when you get in those situations for me, it's like, what do you do? You know? and like i said with the little german shepherd at the coast for me it's just all about teaching him to do what you want by repetition
3: right yeah
1: that's all it is you just keep doing the right thing and tell him when he's right and him know what he's wrong they'll try to be right like milo the white poodle as soon as that lady hands me the leash he's fixed i know but I you can even stand
3: right next to each mm-hmm. other and trade the leash back and forth, yeah. and he knows whose hand
1: is it. Yeah. So, it's just yeah. crazy. But you look at him and her, and for me, I admire her and her husband for the determination Me too. Have.
3: Yeah. And
1: he's better every time we see him. Mm-hmm. You know, Dace, she's talking about how cool he is until she showed up there with all the dogs, and then he wasn't so cool. Mm-hmm. But I feel by the time we left, he was cooler than he was when he got there.
3: Yeah.
1: And that's but, what makes a difference. Yeah. So, Bianca, I'm going to let you talk a why. Well, I want to touch <laughs> on
3: what Jason was talking about, because... Janice and I will say it all the time, like, can you imagine if we didn't meet Marvin, what we would be (laughs) dealing with? And I've always had dogs, and I grew up with dogs, and there were always things that drove my dad nuts, there were always things that drove me nuts, but it was always like, it just came with the dog. Uh And now, it's unbelievable to me, and my mom comes to visit, and she can't believe it because they have one dog in their house, and it's crazy. And she's like, I can't believe she can have three dogs in one place and you wouldn't even know they live there. And I didn't even know you could have life with dogs that is so peaceful. And you're not aggravated with them all the time. They're not chewing up your shoes. They're not scratching at the door. I could think of a million things that dogs I grew up with did digging in the garden. I mean, my stepmom hated one of my dogs because I remember it would dig up the whole garden right after she'd work on it, and I didn't know you could fix that without standing out there with the dog 24-7, and now I feel like you can fix any of those things if you follow through and are consistent with your dog.
1: Did you post the pictures of Tilly on the way back from the park this morning? No. With her head, and and a head in a jacket? No.
3: <laughs> <clears throat>
1: it's funny for me because people buy a puppy
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then they like get aggravated because it sleeps for like 30 minutes and then it wants to play.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Tilly today, I've seen her a few times, just passed out cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and one of them was whenever on the way back from the park up there because. On Wednesdays usually at ten we go to a park and the day we changed it up. Hopefully there wasn't nobody in Newburgh, but we were not sure wouldn't <laughs> And on the way back, Bianca's cur dog, Tilly, and then we took a client dog, uh, Charlie, mm-hmm. the golden retriever. But on the way back, Tilly literally had her nose in a jacket setting up, I think, with her head over sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's because she was just tired. She yeah. was a tired puppy. Yeah. But then when we come back, she was in there playing with a pit bull later.
3: And then, running and then around she the ran on
1: the treadmill, and mm-hmm. then I went by and seen her later, and she was in her kennel was snoring. Mm-hmm. I asked uh, Mariah, said, "Is Tilly in her kennel?" Because the other dogs were out, and I seen her gate was latched, and she's like, Yeah, she's in there curled up in bed." But she was a tired puppy. Yeah. And I think that's what's wrong with a lot of the kids nowadays is they don't never get a chance to be tired, and they get into mischief.
3: Yeah.
1: But sometimes, instead of giving the kids something to do. Physically, mm-hmm. we give him an iPad or an iPhone, and put him in the corner. Like yeah. the little ranch manager comes here, Clay, mm-hmm. <clears throat> he will go watch TV. But if you ship him outside, he's gone. I mean, he's going to go find something to get into. Yeah. And but it's he has if you give him a choice, who knows which one he might take. But if you say, Clay, let's go outside, he's gone. He's ready to go. And dogs are that way. If you're like, hey, go in there and eat the carpet and chew the cushions off the couch, they're like, okay. But if you say, hey, let's go for a walk for 10 minutes or put them on treadmill, yeah, and then let them go in there. You go in there five minutes later, they'll be curled asleep yeah. because they've got to burn some energy. But you've yeah. got to do it. Numerous times throughout the day and right. the night, or you even got up with Tilly in the middle of the night, and put her on trail. When I first
3: brought her home, yeah, <clears throat> I was so excited to bring a puppy home, and then I was like, "Oh my God, zero hours of sleep! <laughs> I can't. I'm not doing this for two weeks, no way." I mean, I came in stressed <clears throat> the next day. I can't work and raise a puppy. <laughs> I need help.
1: <laughs> and we get we get people who have a child and get a puppy, and then I'm that's good. Just, we've got one up here now. I think yeah. They had a baby and bought a puppy about the same time. Yeah. Hopefully,
2: my daughter's listening to this. <laughs> about her mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what
1: happened with the one daughter who was thinking about getting a puppy down there, a dog no, from the pound? Not, no, babe, she didn't.
2: She thought about it and decided not to. So. I, I, that's the one I'm talking about. Just she'll, send her Bodie. Decide to no, get a cake. dog.
3: <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah.
1: Send her body for a couple weeks.
3: Okay, but well, I did have another topic I wanted to talk about. And this we
1: got a question, Brett?
3: Yes, we have a couple people. Let's answer those first. Yeah. Let her eat her pie before it gets <laughs> melted. Right.
0: Okay, so we have Nancy. Nancy says, Hi everyone, greetings from Sunny Cabo. Thanks for the videos and great care.
1: You're welcome. I try hard to get them to you. Did we send her
3: some? <laughs> Suzanne, myself, Mariah Good job. probably does Good job. too.
1: <laughs> I only send videos of bad dogs. I don't send them good dogs.
0: Samantha Rib says, looking forward to dropping off by Crazy Dog on Monday for the start
1: of boarding training. oh What dog's that? Uh-huh.
0: That's the
3: Pug yep. Miniature Pincher. It's a Pug Min Pin. Yeah. Crazy
0: dog <laughs> and he's got it underbite. <laughs> the one with the wrap sheet at our
3: call Yeah, he's got pretty, pretty long wrap sheet.
1: we got one the other day that was two full pages did you read that one Suzanne did we ever give it to you you read it didn't you Mm I
2: saw that
0: twice (laughs) (laughs) and then you got Rochelle on here and she says Chevy would be so bad if we didn't meet you guys
3: Chevy's cool now though yeah Chevy's really cool she does so much with that dog takes it to a restaurant and it sits underneath her and takes it off leash everywhere
2: you know going back to what you said uh, it's funny now when our kids come home and visit growing up like if you opened the front door our dogs were gone mm. and you would see our 12 year old and 10 year old and eight year old running <laughs> around the neighborhood chasing the dog so that it wouldn't die and they run over and now you know they come home and we open the door and the dog's just sitting there. Like, are we going out or are we staying in? You know, <laughs> just hanging out with us. And, the, and our kids are like, oh, my God. That is so insanely incredible. <laughs> because they grew up, like, opening the door like this. <laughs> and, like, making sure the dog can't get in there. Hey, how, what can I do for you? You know? And, and so they... they <clears throat> it, it is a shift that, I mean, we for 20 years you know lived through but it's funny that our kids recognize that now like we you know just with a simple opening of the door they're like oh my god that must feel so good to open the door and not have to worry about your dog you know jamming out the door or it, doing anything like that
1: and it so, it's hard for people to understand they could have that yeah and that's what i was talking about it's like hard for them to believe yes, yes. yeah yeah, and I think that's like I said earlier. One of the things that helps us a lot when people come here, and we bring in Roxy, Mari, and Bear, and even Callie and Scout and Bodie, and people see that dogs actually don't just run off, <laughs> you know, and they don't jump on people. People just have a hard time believing that. Yeah, but we talk about people and More. dogs. <clears throat> dogs being protective, you know. Years ago, I don't know, twenty three, four years ago, whatever. Right there, I met yes. Jody. I trained a Border Collie cow dog, and I sold that dog. In Red Bluff, California. And the lady who bought it, she was all crying and shit because she's so happy. And I was crying because my dog was leaving. And I love my dog, you know, he's my buddy, but he just wasn't working out for me in the cow dog world. And so I sold him this lady. She's like, Well, how many commands does he have? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, will you write them down, so I explained them, so I did. And it was like trying to write a book, because this dog, he was smart. And well, so she got home with him. <clears throat> she lived in Utah, and she had uh, goats, and she raised bottle babies and stuff and fed them goat's milk. And so I kept in touch with her, and I called her a month or two later, whatever, I talked to her. And she's like, you know what, my house is so peaceful? She said, my kids has grown up and gone. And she said, when they come in, they just open the door and barge in the house, you know, and just like they live here and own the place. She said, I brought Jake home about a week or two after he got here. He said, ain't hey, nobody barges in my door. She said, they knock on my door, and I tell Jake whether they can come in or they don't come in. And they said, that's the way it is. And so she said her kids couldn't believe it because he was their best friend. Yeah. As long as the lady told them they could come in or told Jake that they could come yeah. in. But if he, if she said no, they didn't get to come in the house. She said "It's pretty amazing. But, you know, for me, all that dog ever knew was being trained. Yeah. I mean, I trained on him all the time, and he's the one I got a shirt tore off in a fight with a rope and steering around, and the stripping shoots up there in the kennel, or in the rope arena. Me and him, he got into it with a steer, and the steer was trying to kill him, so I went in to help him, and the steer wanted to kill me, and so by the time we were all done, I mean, I don't know, I don't think that dog would ever forget what I did to help him, you know? The same as we don't forget what dogs do to help us, yeah. and he is the same way, and it just made a huge difference for me and him both because he's my first cow dog ever trained, and I done it with videos. Brad, a buddy of mine, helped me for a little while, and then the rest of us demo videos and watch videos and train dogs. And I think that sometimes, uh, for me, I would watch the whole video. One video is five hour video on training a cow dog, and I watched that thing so many times. But I could watch the whole video. Like Bianca, she gripes about my video. Here we go. It's got wind noise in it or something, <laughs> quality in your <laughs> or something. And it's like, I've never bought a training video for the quality.
3: You know, the now, other day. The video
1: that I want to watch on the Western or car show. I want a quality video.
3: Uh, but, I just um, want you to know, uh, I, I'm the phone of the customer the other day who wanted to stop Wanted help with the stock dog. I said, we have this DVD that has but so much it. good information. I said, it's not like HD 4K quality, but I said, it's a really good informational video. And she's coming to buy it. Have you ever watched all that video? I have. It really? It pains me to watch <laughs> <it>. <laughs> And I don't get it. I learn a lot, but man, you know, leaners. I was gonna let
1: you watch <laughs> this really good video I have on training cow dog, uh-huh. but I refuse to <laughs> because it's so much worse quality than mine.
3: Worse uh, than the other one?
1: Way, well, mine is like top's show. So,
2: <laughs> <shit, compared laughs> to
3: so you'll well, never see it. Maybe I should watch it. that one, no, and then when I will, watch yeah, yours, like, uh, I will feel you like it's star. way better. It ain't happening. You're not watching it. Did you die
1: again?
0: Yeah, they're dead. Uh-oh. Somebody didn't charge them. I
1: don't know who, though. Well, you know, that's not um, my department. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. I'm not licensed to Susie. touch that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Jocelyn, where you at? So, you're so I need to talk, talk louder. louder. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: I could do that. But no, it is fun for me to see the people that change with their dogs, you know? They come in here and they see their dogs doing better and then they do better and the dogs do better and they yeah. do better. And I think that's a lot of it. But normally for us, when somebody comes in with a dog, they have a pretty ornery dog. Not very often do we get a really nice dog. Mm-hmm. The German Shepherd we had in here the other day. Was it? No, the one that was in the class. The elderly gentleman. Luna. The one out in the field, the guy?
3: Oh, the... In gonna. Klats- the- no. no, no, out here. In the field. He was... He
1: came into healing. group class, and then he started coming for private lessons. He just wants his dog to heal and stuff.
3: Oh, Tampa.
1: Tampa, yes. Yes. Now, that's probably one of the nicest trained dogs that has came here mm-hmm. that wants to further his training.
3: Mm-hmm. I and agree with that.
1: For me, it's just really hard, and I mean, I like... I don't know, I beat my head against the visible walls trying to talk to him to explain to him what I felt he needed when he was defensive on what he did need. But yet I knew exactly what he needed, and I tried to tell him, but he just, like, and I think you commented once about it, it was really hard on me and him to... Anybody could have said either one of us would have been arrogant. Is that the right word? If they would have wanted to. <laughs> but neither one of us were, you no. know. We yeah. both understood that I was trying to help him and he was trying to learn. Yeah. But it's almost like me talking to a rocket scientist or something, you know. We're just like not on the same page in communication. Yeah. So it makes it really hard. And he worked with a really nice trainer. am <clears throat> not sure who she was. She moved out of state or something. But... He worked with somebody and done a really nice job with a dog, but for me, it goes back to, I tell people, well, I'm I'm working with a dog. Normally, I've got like a a blank slate on the wall, and I know what the picture's going to look like when I'm done. And I know what paint strokes to put on it to get the picture. Not that I can paint because I can't draw a stick horse, but I know what steps to take the whole journey. And if I see a mistake coming on, Normally, I can avoid it. I think Suzanne even commented a while back about she was being smart smartass, believe it or not. Uh, Suzanne? Yeah,
2: bad. I've never seen that. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> oh and I'm not God. throwing you under the bus either.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. It was over electric collar, I think you were here, on a dog that they were trying to get to be quiet in the kennels. Were you here? I don't think so. If you were, you would remember. Was that? I don't know. But I had told somebody earlier to put a four prong collar on this dog that barks so we could teach it to quit barking. And we were all sitting around talking and the dog wouldn't quit barking. And I think they handed me the controller and the controller was, was going to have to go too high. And I said, there's something wrong. And so I went over there because I thought the collar was loose. And then I got there, and it's this long-haired dog that a 4 prong collar don't oh, really Oh, I work was on. there for
3: this, yeah.
1: So I took the <laughs> collar off. So Suzanne threw me under the bus and drove over me. And then she put it in reverse <laughs> and backed over me again just to make sure that I— she thought I was wrong, but I was not wrong. I was correct.
3: And then she said, (laughs) "She said that you were making it look like you weren't wrong, even though you You were were wrong." wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And so
2: you know what? And then she came home and said, "No, I think he was wrong."
1: (laughs) So for me, it was a matter that I was one hundred percent correct. The collar was not working, so we needed to find out why. And when I went to the kennel, I found out they had a wrong collar on the dog for what I was wanting to accomplish. So
3: I was correct, even though she drove me over a couple with the bus. <laughs> so. And that day you were making your point that you make often, which is if what you're doing isn't working, do, do something, something different. different. Yeah.
1: And so I was right. And Suzanne was wrong. But she won't admit it still.
2: It's It'll be an interesting car ride home, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: You're going to hear about it all the way on, The bad part with Suzanne uh, is that she decides a half a second after you've opened your mouth that maybe I should. <laughs> but it's too late. She's already. Yeah, yeah, already committed. She's like, I can't shut up.
1: I got to say it. I
2: got to say it.
1: It hurts. But. You know, for me, I talk all the time about how fortunate, lucky, blessed, whatever you want to call it I am, that I have the two of you here training for me, with me. and
3: It's so much more fun having Suzanne having one small somebody else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she gets some, some of your slack sometimes it yep. makes it easier on you. But it is fun, you know, and for me, I think that, I mean, a year ago, I couldn't believe that I'd be in this position, you know, to have the crew I have working for me in the kennels and everybody there. And it's yeah. just pretty really amazing because I don't have to worry about it now. I don't have to race to the kilns every morning at 7 o'clock, which I kind <clears> of <throat> normally not to do anyway, but I've been trying not to here lately. But it is fun to see the fact that you do so well with dogs. Suzanne does so well with dogs. Yeah. And it makes a lot of difference for the the clients, too. It does. Because they get different people to work with them. It's not always just
3: about me being there. Any one
1: of you can come in and help me or take over. And even
3: explaining things. I'll say Mm -hmm. something one way. You say it another way. And Suzanne says it another way. And we all three notice different things that can help.
1: Yes, and that's it. Some people are just really, really hard to communicate with.
3: Yeah. And
1: don't anybody on here think we're talking about y'all because we're not. We're talking about somebody else. Yeah, if you
3: ever feel like you get thrown under the bus, we throw each other (laughs) under the bus every day on a
1: regular basis. And me, I talked about a married couple one time getting into a big feud, you know, with me there, and I was like uh, marriage counseling. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I had to put my suit and tie on. And then somebody who works here later, they're like, man, you said that about them on the Internet. I'm like, who? And they said, I'm like, that wasn't even who I was talking about. (laughs) But it can fit so many people, you know, so I don't want somebody thinking I'm talking about them because... For me, normally, whatever I say on here, I'll say to someone, doesn't matter to me, because I don't ever say anything to hurt somebody's feelings or make them feel bad, you know, except for Suzanne and Bianca. I'll throw them under the bus a little bit, but other than that, no, we don't, and we don't ever, and people, I got a really stupid question. There's not a stupid question when it comes to dogs. No, yeah. You know, it, I mean. It's we, so much
3: better to ask the question. It is, than yeah. to find
1: out whether it is stupid or not, you know, yeah. if it's a stupid question, we'll be like <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, we've never done that because I don't think I've ever had somebody ask a stupid question. And and the hard thing for people is to sometimes just ask a question. Yeah. yeah. Me during big expos and stuff, I had two or three hundred people and the stand there like, anybody got a question? No question. I'd be like, okay, then I'm gonna the head to my booth and there will be fifty people lined up to ask questions. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn, if you would ask this question, I could answer for fifteen of you and so still had an answer fifteen times right. a night. Right. And so for me. I've never, I mean, if I was gonna do anything, people would be like, could you quit asking questions? I'd be like, okay, (laughs) I'll save some for the next time. (laughs) But I would like to try to find out stuff, and I think that a way to find out things is, sometimes you can ask the person who just got dog bit what to do to prevent that, but there's so many times people don't know what to do to prevent it, you know? Mm -hmm. Even me, I had a dog bite me up here one time three years ago, whatever, pretty bad. And I'm, I still feel I know what's wrong with The dog just had a screw loose in his head and well, there wasn't a tool made that would tighten it. And nobody could argue with me that knew the dog because he bit numerous people. So Brett, you got any questions?
0: Uh, you just have one statement from Samantha. I'm right. Samantha. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, she said, oh, Asher's rap sheet was probably about a page. I know I have a lot of learning to do, but I know this dog has a lot of potential, and I can't wait to hopefully see us both grow and lower our overall stress levels in our house right
3: now. That dog comes in Monday. That's
1: what we always try to accomplish <coughs> is make dogs cooler yeah. and people better owners, you know? yeah. And it is. I mean, we get dogs here that people got for... Uh, what was it, Bodie, that come over for a hug whenever I was stressing out on something? Was it Bodie there, remember, today? The <laughs> he or yesterday? did
3: yesterday. Oh, he well, went well. over to console <laughs> Marvin. Well,
1: where were we in the kennels
3: or something? <clears throat> we were out on the playground, you were on the bench. And oh, just- yeah. Suzanne and I were disagreeing with you. Yeah,
1: and Bodie come over <laughs> and like, I'll hold up with me. I'm like, thanks, buddy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He knew I needed some positive reinforcement, so I wasn't getting it from you two. So he's like, hey, I'll help you out. <laughs> so, but, you know, we get people who get dogs for a companion for anxiety, mm-hmm. and then the dog creates more than they had to start with. Yeah. And then the dog has anxiety, too. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it yeah. just goes bad on them. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I feel, you know, we have a dog training. And it should be a problem dog training facility because before before you came here, that was 90%, 95% of what i have done.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now we have a lot of pups come in. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting until they're six months old so they can come in for board training, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. But they come in and do lessons with them. To make them better, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: so when they do come in, they got a head start, Mm -hmm. and and they have a happier life for four months, from eight weeks to six months, for the dogs. So they're a better puppy at home, and they don't have any trouble. But for me, I can never stress enough for people to get dogs exercise. Ten minutes in the morning, and ten minutes at lunch, and ten minutes at night. Not enough.
3: Yeah,
1: you know, it's it's, it's just not enough. Who closes the night? I do sweet <laughs> <laughs> i like that idea i uh but for me it is it's fun because we have dogs up here like rocky now you know he came in uh saturday for his meet and greet mm-hmm. <clears throat> were you out there when rocky come in no yeah. I
2: didn't
1: see he that. was literally we had those inch and a half rock because they run out three-quarter when i rock my apartment driveway and he dug four holes throwing rocks <laughs> he did Yeah. I mean, with his horns on. He was just wanting to go eat uh, Elliot Elliot when she left. Yeah. And I'm like, and Elliot didn't even look at the dog. No. We were like 15 feet away, walking away. I mean, that dog just lost his mind. Then he grabbed Roxy by the hair. He was going to eat her for no reason. He had no reason to do it. Yeah. But people don't understand that dog does not want to
3: dogfight. He doesn't.
1: No. He just thinks he's supposed to because of the way he was handled. And to be fair to the owners, you know, it's really hard to get this pups introduced to good pups so you could have good dogs. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. I mean, where do you go? People are like, oh, my dog's nice. And it's like, shit, I gotta get my dog sewed up because yep. your dog just got in my lip. Right. Yeah. And so it's really hard. And, and a lot of these people, I think, sometimes they want to introduce their dogs to dogs so they'll see if their dog will be good because he just bit the last dog he got introduced to and they've been training on him and they want to try it again. And for us, we've got four bear, Roxy and Mari that always meet dogs first. Mm-hmm. Normally, Roxy and Mari, yeah. Bear's kind of third ring.
3: Yeah. Then we
1: have your dog, who's fourth, unless I get Concho.
3: Yeah.
1: And so, one more thing—not throwing anybody under the bus, but it was kind of funny yesterday. Day four, was up in the woods with dogs. Was it you and I? Hey. In,
2: treading <laughs> treading lightly. <laughs> I'm like,
1: depends. I'm like, why is Sully out here in the woods? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you said they get Sully. I'm like, no, it was Lana. I think Lana and
0: I both let the dogs out, so I'm not going to throw her under the bus because we
2: both did it. And she's probably watching. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After it's Uh, off, then we'll tell you
1: the truth. But it was funny because I never said, I've never said, go get Sully. I mean, Sully does not even come <laughs> in my vocabulary when I want to train dogs and I need a helper. Today because I'm... Jocelyn would kill me if Sully got hurt. Mariah, she would just say, you're going to pay the vet bill. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But Jocelyn, nah. She, there would be a funeral, and I yep. wouldn't know it, because it would be mine. <laughs> so I never said get Sully. But I had a new we dog We were in the today. woods, and here he was, Sully, running around with Brady. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, this could be bad. So, but we made it. Nobody got hurt. No dogs were hurt during that <laughs> walk.
3: So what did you do? So Mariah and Jocelyn were up in the field today, and I had a new dog that I needed some dogs for. And I looked up there, and there was, like, nobody there except for Concho and Sully. And I was like... I'll take Concho. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want so. Mariah just started cracking up laughing because I'm like, I'm good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know, Concho, it's fun for him because Mariah, she's worked here for almost a year and a half now. Isn't yeah, it?
3: yeah.
1: And she brought that pup in here like two or three weeks old it with was a baby really young, model, yeah, because his mom rejected oh. it and. Oh. It's pretty awesome for her to raise that dog because he is a turd now.
3: Yeah. He can
1: yeah. be honoring heck, but he's so much better every week. I think that dog gets better. For
3: sure. And yeah.
1: it's because Mariah is just determined to have a good cool dog. Yeah. And just because she, and most people you think, well, I got eight week old puppy and then you spoil them shitless, you know. It's like Mariah took a two or three week old puppy that she had every reason in the world to ruin
3: and worry about, and baby, yeah. and yeah.
1: And she bottle yeah. fed that thing. Yeah. It seemed like every time I turn around and want to do something, she's over feeding that bottle, baby mm. bottle. And, but she never did spoil him bad. I mean, he, he's a heck of a nice dog. Yeah. It? And now if she wouldn't have been working here, it could have been different. For sure. Because we didn't cut her no slack. I didn't. I wanted her to have a nice dog, and she does. So it's pretty fun. Brett, you got questions? No more questions. This started. is like a questionless night. Yeah, it is, actually. If people don't start showing up with questions, we're going to go on strike for a week or two. I think maybe they missed Jody. Miss
0: Jody? She's Gotta the one helping on me the here.
1: last two weeks. Yep. We should have added her to the table.
3: Oh, we should. She would have stirred
1: up some questions. She had more questions than anybody last week.
3: She did. She did a good job. Where's Dari? We need to have her watching. That's a good question. Dari
1: always has questions. Kay has questions. But we're gonna jump off here. It's after seven. Yeah, it is. And
3: uh, Eliana's probably halfway done taking out. That's that's the advantage
1: (laughs) or the good thing about not (laughs) racing up there. Don't say that on the 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 internet. She might
3: watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Dang.
1: Edit that out, Brett. (laughs) She shouldn't be watching. Now, whenever
3: I'm late, she's gonna be like. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: you know, it is fun for me now because with the crew we have, I don't have to race up here in the morning. Yeah. And then turn dogs out. I don't have to race up here most of the time, so it's pretty fun. But hey, Suzanne, Jason, thanks for showing up.
2: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. We got it. We were yeah. we were spoiled. Yeah. Some people come yeah. to hang
3: out with Marvin. Some people come for his wife's yeah. cooking.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not all about me. So, hey, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good night. Good
3: night.
0: Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.